Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Spending your Saturday evening with us once again. Today's a live program. It is August 28, 8 p.m. And we've got a special guest back, Dr. Pat Holliday of Miracle Internet Church. It's always a pleasure to have the doctor on the line. Uh, she is a pioneer in deliverance and miracle healing ministry. And I might say one of the last that are speaking the truth out there, folks. So I uh, thank her for coming back on tonight. And uh, if you have not already done so, I would encourage you to go check out her new book that has been re-released, The City Under the Sea, The Witch Doctor, and The Man. You can get that up at Amazon. I ordered my copy tonight, and I encourage you to do it. Uh, this is something that uh, you can put in your library, you can learn from, and you can also uh, bless the deliverance ministry when you do that. And so uh, thanks again for tuning in tonight. Uh, and without further ado, let me get to the lines and get Dr. Pat on. All right, I think I have you with us. Dr. Pat, how are you? I'm sitting right here, anxious and waiting to speak the word of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. How you been doing this week? 
Uh, I've been doing real well. Uh, I've been working um, on the book, The Walking Dead, uh, which is a, is a um, testimony that happened some many years ago, back in the uh, 80s, uh, before American people even knew very much about witchcraft and the uh, fact that a witch could really do damage to a human being. And whether they believed it or not, they could uh, they could do a lot of damage, and they still can. And uh, you know, you know, uh, brother Poo, uh, brother uh, Shannon, one of the problems that we face in the body of Christ is that American Christians just simply, and pastors too, they just simply want to ignore the reality of the powers of darkness. And uh, so they say we are just um, we are just uh, 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 somebody came in the room lost my train of thought excuse me uh, they they say we're Christians and the powers of darkness can't hurt us and so then when you begin to survey the fields of every church. You see people just absolutely tortured, some of them absolutely crippled, sick, ill, mentally possessed, uh, with preachers saying the devil has no power over Christians. And so uh, what we found over the years is this. Many Christians come to us and they're in desperate need of ministry, and uh, they are also in desperate need of us uh, doing deliverance on them. I've seen people jump out of wheelchairs after having deliverance. Uh, wow. Let me tell you a story down in that happened uh, down in Miami. Yes. Many, uh, probably about ten or fifteen years ago, um, I was ministering, and a woman came up in a wheelchair. She, they pushed her up there, and um, as I looked at her, the Lord gave me the discerning that she had been a psychic. And so I asked her, I said, have you been a psychic or, or a fortune teller or something? She said, yes, that's what I did before I became a Christian. And uh, and I said, "In this, uh, you got crippled uh, after you became a Christian? She said, yes. And so um, I just had her to renounce the powers of darkness in the name of Jesus. And I put my hand on her and released the power of Jesus over her. Of course, I cast that devil out. And when I did, she jumped out of the wheelchair. And uh, she ran all around the church. And uh, so uh, Sunday, she wasn't at uh, Sunday morning's meeting. So um, I asked the person that brought her, I said, where is she? She said, oh, she's fine. She said, I took her after church the other night. I took her over to the mall. And she just ran all over the mall. And she's just (laughs) so excited about being able to walk again that she has left town to go and talk to her relatives and show them that God's power is real. And it really is. And there's yes. so much darkness going on in our nation and so much 
uh, phony Christianity going on and not enough Word of God being preached in many churches that people can be convicted to flee from sin and to know the truth that Jesus is alive and that he can do the same thing today that he ever did before. And so um, sometimes I just get such a burden for uh, for Christians uh, because I know that they could have a better life. Yes. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. And uh, all they need is uh, a little reality uh, that God is alive and he sits on the throne of power. And Ephesians 1 says... He's giving power to us who believe. So whenever a Christian, a true Christian man or woman, is ministering under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, not angels now, the Holy Ghost, uh, what happens is uh, their power is being received directly from the throne of Jesus Christ. And he said, he said, I go to the Father uh, greater works shall you do than I do, because I go to the Father. Yes. And what does that mean? It means that you can do the same things that he did, because his anointing will flow to you as a, a, a believer, and he will give you the power to raise the sick uh, out of wheelchairs and to heal mental problems. I've seen people with grave mental problems be healed. I've seen uh, young children uh, be healed uh, that uh, were slow learners in their school. And, uh, in fact, I, I'm thinking about a young man some 15, 20 years ago that when I came into the town, his mother asked me to come to the house and pray for him, and I did. And that boy was about five or six years old, and he was seeing uh, some kind of dark shadows uh, coming to his window at nighttime, and he was in a state of fear all the time. And when I ministered to him, uh, you know that boy graduated Val Victorian of his class. I'm thinking of uh, another couple of boys I was ministering in a little black church right down in Atlantic Beach, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, there are two young boys that are are deaf. And so I said, "Uh, there's two boys in here that are deaf. If if you'll bring them up, God will heal them. So they brought the two little boys up, and God instantly healed both of them. Well, I got an opportunity to see those kids grown uh, the woman whose church that I went to minister in, I had known for many years, and we fellowshiped all of those various years, and and I um, went to her funeral. And she was an old woman, about 80 years old, and there were those two boys at her funeral, and they were both in college at the time. So it's it's rare that when you're an evangelist and you travel around that you don't a lot of times get to see the fruit coming from your ministry. You hear about it, but you don't always get to know 
accept what happens right on the spot yes. when you're ministering. But you know what? The point is this. God is real, and he is able, according to the word, to do above all that any of us can even think of. Amen. That's the word. And so whenever a person is in the ministry, if they're totally will get yield to what God wants to do, instead of trying to think of what am I going to do, uh, if you if you move under the anointing of God, you'll hit a home run all the time. Yes. Praise I, God. I remember we talked a couple of weeks ago, and you had had a, a dream. We were talking about finances. I don't know if you remember. But you told me you had a dream and you saw money behind this wall. Do you remember that? And uh, the uh, and yes. uh, the Lord said, "That's the money that the devil has stolen from you." Yes. Well, you know, every uh, small ministry and deliverance minister that I know uh, seems to suffer from financial problems. And uh, uh, so after we had that conversation, I started seeking the Lord about that because I know there's an answer to that because he has answers to everything. And since we belong to him and since we're working for his cause and we need money to complete what he has sent us to do, I know there's an answer for not only us, but all of the uh, deliverance ministries and uh, true ministries in the country. And so uh, I started seeking God very sincerely about that in prayer. And this is what the Lord has shown me. The Lord showed me that whenever uh, a person conquers the devil's land, that God always made... Uh, the person uh, in the Old Testament or uh, deliverance ministers in the New, we were not able to uh, take the goods, so to speak, that belonged to the devil. He wanted us to destroy them. Remember that? Yes. Uh, Whenever they would go into lands, they would have to destroy everything. God didn't want anything that belonged to the devil. And so uh, as I was contemplating these things and studying around in the Bible about it, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, Just as I do not need the devil's money and do not use the devil's money to do my work, he said, uh, neither does uh, the uh, neither uh, do does the devil have authority and power to take my money and use it. Wow. And he said, so uh, what he does, if he has stolen money from one of my saints, from one of my people, he takes it and he hoards it and he builds a wall around it so that it's not available to that person. And uh, so then, as I the Lord about this, he began to uh, talk to me about how he takes care of people uh, even uh, during dry times and famines and things like that. 
Now, I'll take you to Elijah. Remember, Elijah went over to the brook of Kerib, and he sat there three and a half years while God taught him. But when you remember the the uh, words that he spoke to the king, he told the king that uh, there would be uh, no rain, uh, and it was all the king's fault. You remember those scriptures? That's and right. And so uh, what happened was that uh, whenever it was his time to go forth, uh, he had sat, he had watched the land dry up, he had seen the trees topple over and their roots exposed to the winds uh, because there was no rain, the dryness, the dust bowls. And uh, he witnessed all the grass uh, dying. He saw a dearth in the land, and there was no mistake about that. And so whenever Elijah uh, came and he challenged uh, the people up on the mountaintop, he said, um, he, uh, when it, you know, after he, after he had challenged the, uh, ball guy, uh, the gods of Baal and, and, and defeated them, before he did the power of God in front of the people's eyes, we see that the first thing he did was to rebuild the altars of God in front of the people. And so, uh, God told him to put the stones there, dig the ditch, and then God told the people to go get the water. And back in those days with the, with the dryness, the most precious thing that people could have would be water. And so, uh, they brought the water to him, he filled the ditch, and he said, go get some more. So they went and they brought some more water and they filled the ditch up more. And then the Bible describes the anointing and the power of God dropping down on those stones and lapping up the water. Now, the significance of all that is this. Water would have been more precious than gold to those people. But through their obedience to God... They went and they got the water and uh, they uh, they uh, sacrificed the little bit of probably whatever, wherever they got the water. It yes. would be very precious. And so God showed me that even in famine, when there's no rain, uh, that he takes care of those people that belong to him Amen. and that he feeds them. He takes care of them. They will have water, and they will have food. And so, um, with the uh, with the uh, finances of ministries that have been stolen from the ministries and put behind the walls by the demons, uh, the Lord showed me. He said, "I am your battle axe." He said, ask me and I'll go break the walls down. Wow. And so that's the way we're praying now. We're asking the battle axe to go and break the walls down because the devil can't use that money because it belonged to God. Amen. Uh, there for us. 
And I want the you Bible to, says uh, that if you catch a thief, he has to repay you sevenfold, right? Amen. And so a lot of these people that have been out there uh, mocking God's people just for finances and money, and a lot of them have been doing that. The Lord told me one time, he said, those people, it's going to cost them everything that they've stolen from my church Uh to put on their personal selves. That's their mansions. That's all of that money that they have have just put on themselves. He said it's going to take that money for them to get into heaven. And he said, they prayed a prayer all of these years, and I've heard them pray it. The the wealth of the wicked are laid up for the just. Yes. And the Lord told me, he said, they are the wicked. Uh-oh. And so then the other thing that they have always done, touch not my anointed or do my prophets any harm. And then they would turn around and put a curse on anyone that spoke against their ministry. Yes. And um, I think a lot of... Uh, Christian ministers are walking under those curses released upon them by so-called brothers and sisters because they saw that they were in error and said, hey, this person is not walking according to the Word of God. Now, uh, we can break those curses tonight over the ministries of the real church, and we can call for the battle axe to come and break the walls down. Uh, but at the same time, the Lord told me that there are many of these ministers that went off into error that belonged to him. Yes. And that they loved him and they got under bewitching spirits and yes. they went astray. And he's telling me to tell the church to pray for these ministers. We can, Amen. we can look at their error. Uh, he wants us to point out what they're doing wrong. Uh, uh, unscripturally, so that those people that are following them can turn and get out from underneath the bewitching devils because Jesus said, if the blind follow the blind, they will both fall into the ditch. That's right. So our responsibility, I believe, is for the little sheep that love the Lord that are entrapped under the powers of darkness under preachers, leaders that have gone astray into those powers of darkness. So I think we need to pray for the church, the people, and the pastors. God knows who belongs to him. And he knows how to furnish our needs when we need them. And our attention should always be on the church, its health, its stability, and doing what God has called us to do. And Amen. that is preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead. Yes, raise the dead. Yes. And minister to the people that are lost. And that's what I do. Amen. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Mega Man Radio Network. We've got special host tonight, Dr. Pat Holliday of Miracle Internet Church. Her websites are patholliday.com and miracleinternet.com church.com and uh, you have tuned in to a timely program folks we are talking about the uh, the wealth that has been stolen from the righteous from the deliverance ministers and ministry and if you're a believer 
this promise is for you because we've all been called by Jesus Christ to be into the deliverance ministry. He called us all to cast out the demons, to speak in new tongues, to lay hands on the sick, that they would recover, to, to raise the dead. So we've all been called in this ministry, and this message is for you listening out there tonight. Dr. Holliday, um, I uh, did not start the program out in prayer, and I can hear some static attacks. So okay, uh, before we continue, <laughs> could you go ahead and uh, lead us in prayer tonight for those listening also? Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over the Bosey spirits, and we take authority over the watchers and listeners, and we bind them. We bind their mouths up. We bind everything, every plot, every plan that they have to disturb, cage them. And we ask you, Father God, that you send your warring angels to arrest them instantly and take them to the feet of Jesus. We give you praise and glory right now and plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over the listeners. And we ask you, God, to open up the people's minds and their hearts to know that we are not against them. We're just simply telling them what the Bible says and that God wants to set the captives free. And today, God, in the world... When we look out into the world and even into the churches and we see so much darkness, pastors taking their little children to see Narnia movies and Harry Potter movies and and doing all kinds of strange things that pastors never would have done that I knew before. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you begin to shine your light in every dark corner and let the people see their soul conditions so that they can change and call out to God in repentance and receive the power and the anointing of the living Christ. You don't do the things that we were talking about by just ritualistically going to church on Sunday. You don't do them by being blinded to the Word of God. We ask you, God, to give a hunger into the hearts of the people of our country to return in repentance and love for Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, Dr. Pat, the uh, the deliverance ministry is so important. I mean, there are people that uh, tonight uh, are out watching the re-release of Avatar movie. There will be millions that will go back and see this movie. And uh, there's others watching a, a blasphemous movie called The Last Exorcism which is a mockery of the deliverance ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe is the host of hell literally uh, mocking the uh, the deliverance ministers and uh, openly challenging. So, you know, folks, we can't sit idle and not raise the, the alarm because there are people that are going to go in and walk out uh, demonized. And uh, you don't usually get one demon. They, they run in packs or gangs. And so you have a responsibility to know the truth, and when you do, go out there and, and use it, set the captives free in Jesus' name, and understand that you are going to come under attack. You know, Dr. Holiday, I mentioned uh, pre-show that uh, even in the past uh, 24 hours, I've seen all types of attacks coming in, emails, mm-hmm. you know, threats, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, from the body of Christ, no less. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, what we're dealing with, folks, is we're dealing with a demonized church that has kept people literally bound up 
They don't know the authority that Jesus has given them. They're not uh, moving to take back enemy territory. And when you go against these hosts of hell, and you're, maybe your friends, your family, uh, the congregations out there, the people around the country, um, you stir up a hornet's nest. And you've got to remember uh, that when they manifest, you've got to overlook it. It's not the person, it's the demons rising up in them. And you've got to love people. And uh, there'll be many that will, you know, want to cut contact with you, Doctor Pat, oh, and you yeah. know, uh, delete you off of a Facebook, for example. <laughs> that mm-hmm. today, and uh, yeah. you know, you got to realize, folks, that uh, it's it's not the person. You got to continue to love them, but continue to share the truth, and you don't give up on people, uh, even if they don't accept the message. You keep working on them and praying for them and binding and loosing in Jesus' name, and understand that when they get set free. Uh, you've helped pluck a friend out of the the fire, and then they can, yeah. having been recovered, can go out and help others. So, uh, you know, just as I'm sure you can probably uh, say, if uh, you're doing a, uh, a deliverance session and um, a person manifests and were to actually punch you, Doctor Pat, which or bite you, <laughs> you don't go back and punch them back. Uh, you know, but you, they don't ever do that to me. Well, praise God. <laughs> I tell but, uh, you a story. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I wrote a book um, called Solitary Satanists. Okay. And this was about a young man here in Jacksonville that was uh, practicing, uh, well, actually he's a couple of counties away, uh, practicing uh, Satanism through reading books. And the demons, uh, the demons were coming to him directly and uh, appearing to him, and they would bring books to him, and they would... Uh, uh, he would wake up in the morning and a lot of times books that were even out of print were there on his satanic altar. Wow. And and so demons were very, very real to this man. And he had once been a Christian. And so um, he, uh, he uh, just real quickly, his story was that uh, the Lord came to him one night and appeared in his room. And uh, he turned his face to the wall, and he says to the Lord, Get out of here. I have nothing to say to you anymore. And the Lord said, Well, I have something to say to you. And so he showed him his um, life uh, as a Christian, uh, like on a big screen on his wall. And then he showed him his life as a Satanist. And when he looked, looked at it, the Lord said, Now, which life did you like better? He said, Well, Lord, I liked my life with you better, but I can't get out. I've been to churches, and I can't get out. The pastors don't uh, know what to do. They don't know how to deliver me. And they tell me I'm not demon-possessed, and I know that I am. And so the Lord told him, he said, I'm going to send you to a woman that will get you out. Long story short, just read the book if you want more of that. And he uh, led him to me. Well, we cast the devils out of him. And he uh, got free. And after we did deliverance on him, he backslid. So uh, his wife... Uh, brought him over to a church that I was ministering in. And they came in the back door of the church. He, uh, the demons looked at me and took off and, and left. 
So she came up and she said, uh, he's gone. And uh, I, he said he would come here for deliverance, but he ran away. So I commanded the demons to bring him back to that church in the name of Jesus. A few minutes later, he came back to the church. He came into the church. And uh, so I asked uh, a couple of the men to to take him in a back room where I could minister to him. And we took him in a back room. And a minister and his wife was back there. And all of a sudden, that man uh, raised his hand and and brought it back, and he was going to hit me. And his hand came about 12 inches in front of my face and stopped in midair. Wow. Uh, you see, that's the whole point yes. of the deliverance. Oh, and then he just slid down on the floor. Oh, wow. Oh, he just slid down on the floor. Nobody touched him. And so that's the uh, that's the deliverance ministry, walking in the dependence of Jesus and His anointing and power, to know that you have superior power over those spirits, and that uh, all the power of the demons and the witches in the world are not greater than Jesus. Yeah. That He is the power of the universe. Uh, Colossians chapter one says that he literally created the universe, the world. And it tells us that the whole universe consists because of him, which means that Jesus is the glue to everything. He's what's holding everything together. So when you talk about little puny devils and you talk about, oh, this one's powerful, oh, and there's none of them that's more powerful than his name. There's right. none of them that can stand against his name. However, I must say that the reason that a lot of deliverance ministers have to spend a lot of time sometimes casting out devils is you have to get the agreement of the person that's being delivered for the devils to leave. Okay. You can uh, if 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 you don't have the agreement of the person, then the devils have a right to cling on. You can eventually tie, tire the devils out and they will leave. But if the person is walking in agreement with the devil, as soon as they leave your presence, then those devils just come swirling back in. Oh. So unless a person commits their lives to Jesus and they want to be a Christian and sell out and turn from their wicked ways, uh, there's no sense in really uh, spending a lot of time with them. And sometimes when they come to you, they may be too demon-possessed to express any of that stuff to you. And uh, as soon as you start ministering to them, layers of spirits begin to flee from them. At a certain point, they will get free enough, their minds will become clear enough uh, that they can make decisions for Christ. And when it gets to that point, the decision is theirs, not yours. So this is why a lot of deliverance ministry lose some of the uh, fruit, so to speak, that they're working with is those people follow the devil 
And then when they start wanting to get free, they just want to get rid of the torment. They don't really want to get rid of the demons. I had a man to come to our church, and uh, they carried him in. He was screaming in pain. He told me that it was like a million uh, razor blades were cutting him inside of his stomach. Oh, goodness. So we immediately started uh, 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 ministering him. Just as if he had come into an emergency room, they would have immediately started uh, uh, ministering to that person, right? Yes. Well, that's what we we do. And so after we got him clean, I preached a sermon that night on Jezebel. And after I preached on Jezebel, uh, how to discern the spirit of Jezebel, he came up and he said, you know, Pastor, you just described my girlfriend. And I said, yeah. And he said, yes. He says, you know, I'm a music minister in one of the local churches here. And uh, he said, I have a girlfriend. And we got engaged. And in the beginning, he said, we tried to keep our relationship clean but then we started uh, sexual activity, and she invited me down to live with her, and I moved in with her. And he said, uh, in the church that I go to, my pastor uh, has three girlfriends and said he preaches oh, no. about ten minutes, and we just praised the Lord for three or four hours. And he said, actually, there wasn't enough word there to convict us. And so... I told him, I said, well, you know, you're going to need some more deliverance. Yes. Uh, can we see you back next week? He said, well, you know, my girlfriend kicked me out. And he said, let me go see if she's in church Sunday. We have never seen him again. Oh, boy. So what drove him to the deliverance minister was the pain and the torment that he was going through. When he got through with the pain and the torment, he made a choice to go back. Yes. And there's nothing that any deliverance minister can do to make people serve the Lord. Our only function is, under the anointing of God, to minister to the people. And if they return to their uh, uh, the pigsty, yes. Jesus told them and warned them in the Bible that you're going to get seven times worse off if you go back. Deliverance is a wonderful, a marvelous ministry. It has a lot of, uh, 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 oh, you just, sometimes you just don't want to do it anymore. You, 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 the people, uh, sometimes they mistreat you. Uh, they step on the ministry like you're Mr. Nobody. While they'll, uh, they'll, they'll go to the church nearby us. At 5 o'clock in the afternoon to see one of these fake ministers that's going to preach to them at nighttime and uh, be the first one to get on the pew. And then they just spit on you like you're a dog. And you just have to learn that you're in the ministry for the cause of Christ and for his glory, not your own. And if they, they treat you like a dog, they treated Jesus like a dog, too. And he well, had compassion to minister despite what they said did to him. You know, that's so true. And uh, this is a uh, spiritual warfare, folks. And you go into a battle 
and expect not to get uh, hurt. You know, you're going to go in, you could get shot, you could get wounded. But uh, even if you get knocked down, you just got to get back up, dust it off, and get back into the battle and expect uh, there to be some casualties. And back to the uh, the uh, testimony there of the uh, the guy who came in and he was involved with the Jezebel. Folks, that's a sure-fire way of picking up a demon. Sex before marriage, fornication will mm-hmm. drop that hedge of protection. Uh, you're playing with fire at that point, and the, the demons will come in. Uh, so many ways, many gateways uh, to get these demonic spirits. And you're not always guaranteed you're going to get them out very rapidly. Uh. <laughs> uh, that's true, and I can warn them of this. You see, from a, being a little baby Christian, the Lord told me, He said, don't let anybody lay hands on you. And you pray about it and yes. seek me before you. So I've been in churches and uh, people are, are running up, getting hands laid on them. And uh, having the uh, ministry of deliverance, I can see things other people can't see, you know. That's right. And uh, I remember one night I went to visit a church, and the pastor called me and said, uh, Oh, Pastor Holiday, you need to come over. we got a former Satanist coming tonight to speak. Oh. So I went over, and uh, I'm sitting up on the platform, and the man that came came rolling up in front of the church in a great big white uh, limousine, gets out of the limousine, comes into the church with his girlfriend. The girlfriend has tattoos on her legs all the way from her knees going down to her ankles. And she just looked to me like a street woman. That's what she looked like. So the story of the man was he was uh, kicked out of his house when he was 13 years old, and a pimp raised him. Uh And as he began to minister... I mean, I thought, well, a pimp raised you, but you're ministering like a pimp, too. And he would say, um, uh, how many people uh, need a prophecy? You got $500. Come up right now. Oh, my goodness. And they would just come up there, and the woman that looked like a, a street lady had a computer sitting down there taking a record of all of the money that came in. And I'm sitting up on the platform, and I said, Lord, it looks to me like this man has taken up an awful lot of money. And the Lord opened up my eyes, and I could see the computer as if it was right in front of my face, and he had taken up $6,700 that night. Oh, my goodness. Given prophecies, okay? That's a full up right there. But now here's what hap- what I was seeing in the spirit realm while all this was going on. Every time somebody came up, gave her the 500 or the 2 or whatever, he would put his hand up, and as he was coming toward them, demons were leaping out of his hands into those Christians. Oh my I goodness. could see it. That's and transference so- of spirits, isn't it? transference of spirits and these people were all little baby christians that loved the lord and so uh you just don't go running around and letting everybody pray for you running around you know one time the lord told me he said you know these big healing ministries and i said yeah he says 
sometimes there's more demonology going on in those places than there are healings. Yes. Because demons uh, circulate and, and they come to those places. And when people come up, they get transference of spirits. Now, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm telling you that God can open your eyes and God can direct your pathways and teach you all things if you'll let him teach you. I, I guess over my Christian life, and I've been saved more than 35 years now, I've probably had about six people to give me a word of prophecy. I've had about three people lay their hands on me. Now, you think about that. I've had a couple of people to come up to me and say, God told me to pray for you. And as they're reaching over to pray for me, I say, thank you for your blood, God. I put the blood of Jesus between me and those hands. And I've stayed pretty clean over the years. We've got to be very careful, Dr. Pat. Uh, It's a warfare. You know, I have... uh, It's a warfare. I've met people that have come out of the occult, okay, admittedly. uh, They've given their testimonies. And then I would talk to them, and I would say, uh, did you ever get any deliverance? What do you mean? I mean, no, did you ever get any demons cast out of you? Uh, I had a dream that uh, they were gone. I said, uh, so uh, you didn't have any demons manifest? You ever heard of uh, Derek Prince? No. I mentioned some of the deliverance ministry that was like, uh, whoa. And what I came to realize is uh, many of these people have never been delivered. And folks, uh, just because someone calls himself a Christian, okay, doesn't mean that they're not carrying demonic spirits. And if you had any uh, big gateways, like being in the witchcraft, for example, uh, you're going to have demons. And they don't just you know, run by themselves. They've got to be cast out. Now, whether you, you command them out through self-deliverance or you need the help of a deliverance minister to command them out in Jesus' name, the point is they've got to be told to go because they have a legal right to be there. And uh, you've got to uh, break the legal grounds and then command them to go in Jesus' name, and they'll go. But uh, there's a lot of people, Dr. Pat, that are uh, being called ministers, apostles, prophets, and, you know, Yes, I'm, I'm not so certain <laughs> that they have been delivered. Well, and you you want to be careful letting them lay hands on. You better have discernment. Am I correct? Uh, well, yeah. And in addition to that, whenever somebody comes out of drugs and homosexuality and adultery and all of the wicked things that go on in our nation today, uh, you have to clean the fish. And you have to take care of the fish before they can serve God. And so when they say Christians can't have demons, uh, let me tell you something. I was six months old as a baby Christian before I went through any deliverance. And, And I knew I was a Christian because I had totally given God my heart and repented from my sins. And I had demons. And I knew from my own experience after I got free that Christians could have demons. Amen. And so uh, preachers today, uh, they don't even, uh, uh, you know, well, first place, the Bible was not written for the people of the world. It was written for the believers. Preacher. And so God shows us that we have a spiritual warfare. We have an enemy called Satan that will tempt us, 
that will make us sick that will and and speaking of can Christians have demons, I know that AIDS is a demon I've cast it out. Yes. I know that cancer's demons I've cast them out. Yes. I've had people uh, that couldn't walk like the woman down at the mall in uh, Sun Mall in Miami. That woman had demons, and she was coming to church every time the church doors opened. She was loaded with demons that she had before she cried out and asked Jesus to save her, and the pastor never drove them out of her. Sister, so don't uh, come around me and say Christians can't have demons. I know better than that. Uh, amen. I, I'll give you another testimony. We had a, uh, I had a, a pastor I talked to this week. He heard the last program you were on where we did the mass deliverance, and he was listening to it on an iPod as he was about his work, and he started to manifest. He started to cough out, and he got some deliverance. He said, whoa, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you, when a person uh, demonizes uh, and gets some deliverance, and the, their whole outlook changes, and they realize, yeah, uh, just because we got saved didn't mean our demons uh, left instantly. I mean, I, I can tell you my own personal experience uh and I mentioned this before, folks. In 2005, the Lord spoke to me in a dream and uh, told me that me and my brother had a generational curse we needed to break. I was a Christian at the time, so you can have a generational curse. You can have demonic spirits. You can be a Christian, and then you just you get in a situation, you know, uh, you get angry at somebody. You get in the flesh, and, you know, all of a sudden you uh, got some bitterness in there, and you don't forgive quickly. You can have a demon come in you. Even Derek Prince admitted that uh, he was in his 70s, and he got angry at one of his, I think he had 12 daughters, and one of them he got angry at, did not forgive, and before you knew it, uh, he had things jumping around in his stomach like cats going to battle, and he knew something was wrong. And so he had some ministers come over, and of course he repented, and they had to cast this demon out, and he said when it went out, it went out like the roar of a lion. Mm-hmm. And uh, another man of God, a uh, very middle-of-the-road preacher. So you can have demons. Uh, and I'm ashamed to say, Dr. Pep, my own father uh, was killed by a spirit of pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what do I mean by that? Uh, a, pride is a spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had uh, he had cancer and was told that uh, his life could be saved if he had uh, had his colon removed and had to wear a colostomy back. And, uh, you know, that's a terrible thing to have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said, I refuse to do it, and pride rose up on him, and he died six months later. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I hope the uh, hope the Lord uh, took him to heaven, but I'm just saying, it's that critical, folks. It can kill you if you're not careful. It can hold you back from being all that God wants you to be. Uh, you can end up sitting on the sidelines all your life, struggling with things that you just can't get victory over, and you say, well... It can't be the devil. I'm already saved. Folks, it takes people down every day. And then what are you going to say to the people that have started out right? Like you mentioned, Dr. Pat, there's been some great ministers, and uh, they started out on the right foot. They had an anointing, and then they got trapped, maybe through the spirit of mammon, you know, money, mm-hmm. ego, pride, yeah. maybe uh, false uh, sexual doctrines. <laughs> false doctrines. Mm-hmm. And then they... Uh, they totally backslide. I mean, you know, take take uh, Swaggart or Jimmy Baker. Okay, oh, you know they yeah. were great men of Perfect God. Perfect examples. Yeah. Are we going to say that they weren't saved when they had a fall? And you know, you pray for people that they'll be restored. And I know in the case of Jim Baker, you know, he went to jail, folks. Came out, wrote a book, and uh, he repented. And he's out there preaching the truth today about the prosperity 
false doctrine that's being preached behind the pulpits, and I believe he's a man of God that's been restored. And, Let me uh, tell you something. I, give met it back Jim, you. I met Jim Baker yes. in prison. Hmm. And uh, I'm, wow. I wasn't in prison. I was not in prison, but Jim Don't Baker know, was but... in prison. Okay. And uh, I went over to him, and uh, I told him, I said, Jim, I said, God has a word for you. At the time that I gave him the word, he had a 45-year sentence on him. Wow. And I spoke to him, and I said, Jim, uh, the Lord is going to let you out of this prison very soon, quicker than you know. And he's telling me to tell you that for you to totally sell out, submit your life to him, and he's he's going to raise you back up into a big ministry. And uh, at that time, uh, he was facing 45 years. Good grief. Within six months, he got out of prison. Now, before he got out of prison, he graduated from a Bible school in that particular prison. Really? And he uh, asked the man who's down a couple of counties from me if he would send me a film of him graduating in that prison from Bible school. Oh, wow. I got that film. Oh, fantastic. And so so Jim Baker... um, had connected into that prison to another man that was in there for a white-collar crime. And they would get up every morning about 5 o'clock in the morning, and they would study the Word of God until they had to go and do their duties uh, 8 or 9 o'clock or whatever it was. Yes. And so I know that Jim Baker repented. It Amen. Was while he was in prison, that Tammy Baker left him and divorced him. And uh, so he had a lot, a lot to be bitter over. Uh, he may not have been right, and he admits that he wasn't right, but I believe that Jim Baker truly, truly, honest to God, repented. Amen. Now, what he's going on with him now, I don't know, because I've lost contact. He, uh, he started back a, a TV ministry uh, two or three years ago, and uh, he's a humble man. Uh, in fact, if you YouTube him, guys and gals out there, you can you'll watch him, and he'll he'll tell you. He says, you know, it takes a lot of money to be on TV, and I, I can attest to that. I used to be a, uh, a full time media buyer, as I've, I've shared a testimony before. Uh, my family was in the media business for over thirty years. My father used to handle the big names. I could list them out and go on and on. That would take uh, a while to do. My point was is we, we were raised in this and used to buy time. In fact, uh, years ago I used to sell time to Jimmy Swagger Ministries. So I'll mention a lot of these names. Folks, I, I, I have a lot of inside uh, scoop just being raised in that business. And my point is is you, if you can be on a uh, even a half-hour time slot, like on Daystar, cost you $3,000. You want to get on TBN, it's by... Uh, Invitation only, and then you know you're going to pay ten to fifteen thousand dollars for a half hour. This media costs a lot of money. So I digress. Back to uh, Jim Baker. Uh, he was on a uh, back on the air. I believe he still is. And mm-hmm. I heard him give his testimony. He says, "You know, it costs a lot of money." And I said, I "Was thinking to myself, Amen, it does." And he says, "You know, I could make one call and bring in some of the guys from the old days, and they would get up here." 
and they're professionals, uh, professionals for hire, and what they would do is uh, they would run a show for me, and by the time it was over, I would have all my bills paid. But he said, you know, yeah. you know, folks, and he almost cried when he said this, he says, I can't do that in good conscience. That would be fleecing the flock. I'm not going to do that. And I know for a fact he repented. I believe uh, God is using him. In fact, he's preaching the truth, Dr. Pat, that uh, Christians are going to go through pers- some persecution before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, praise God for him. So, yes, uh, you can fall, and there is restoration. And, uh, but, you know, and all you've got to point, remember that they were born into the Christian church, Swaggart and Jim. That's right. Were both raised like you were as a Christian, but then uh, as they got older, something happened. Yes. What happened? Uh, what spirit came into them? I can tell you about, uh, what's his name, Grant? Um, Z.W., uh, A.W., or whatever EW his name. Grant, I think it was. Yeah, uh, Grant. Grant's father was one of the greatest ministers of healing and writing books in this country. And Grant tells a testimony that when he was 13 years old, that William Branham came to his father's house, and uh, during the night he came into his room and he said, um, you will not understand this, but I'm going to give you my mantle. Wow. And he said, my mantle, uh, the Lord is going to take me out of, out of here in a couple of weeks. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to lay hands on you and give you my mantle. Now, he did that apart from doing that in front of the Father or anybody. And I believe that Grant got Branham's mantle. Because of the fact that uh, when Grant grew up, Grant was crooked. He didn't walk a straight line. He gave out and sold prophecies, ended up in jail. You know the nine yards of of his uh, twisted life. And so uh, spiritual things are spiritually discerned, and the laying on of hands are so important because of the fact that Yes, God, you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That is the word of God. But when Christians have the understanding that witches and wizards, that they lay hands on their people too, and they transfer spirits. And whenever a... um, Let me tell you a story. My uh, friend, uh, Irene Park, the witch that switched... uh, Whenever uh, she got to the point that she was going to die, she had repented at the last minutes of her time and asked Jesus to save her. Uh, And uh, it got around the state that Irene was going to die. She was one of the chief witches over the state of Florida. Yes. And uh, the witches from all over the state of Florida began to come over to where she lived, and they gathered outside of her house. And uh, I said, well, why did they do that, Irene? And she said, they did it because uh, they want to collect the demons that were in my body. She said, because the witch that gets the most demons 
gets the most power and is raised up to the highest level. And she was a, a major witch in the state of Florida. And so uh, demonology is real. And unfortunately, uh, the devil's people understand demonology and its power and its power to transfer than uh, Christians do. I remember yes. one time we were in a church uh, ministering together. And uh, I looked out, and three or four uh, benches back, I saw a, 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 a wizard. Uh-oh. And, uh, you know, ministers are always testing each other to see what they know. Yes. So I went over and I said, Irene, I said, do you see him? And she said, yeah, I see him. I said, where is he? He's uh, three or four things. And she pointed him out to me. And I said, yeah, that's him. Well, after uh, we got through ministering, uh, the Lord told me, he said, he is a human chalice. I said, what's a human chalice? He said, a human chalice is if a wizard, witch, or warlock finds out that uh, deliverance is going on, they will show up and sit in the meeting to collect the devils that are being cast out so that they can have more power. Absolutely. So, they got to go somewhere, don't they? Yeah. And, and see, that's why we cage them and send them to the feet of Jesus in our meetings. But you see, the reality of spiritual warfare, and I have seen uh, over the years God take people that were totally gone and bring them back through deliverance. It takes time. It doesn't happen the first time. What we're dealing with a lot of times in the deliverance ministry today is people want it like uh, uh, putting a cup of coffee in a microwave. And sometimes they have to work their sin uh, their sin life out with the Lord. They have to give up their sin life. They have to learn how to do battle, to plead the blood, to use the name of Jesus, to do the things that you teach them so that when you're not around them, they can be saved. And so... It's it's a ministry. It's it's teaching. Uh, it's uh, driving the devils out. It's loving, because a lot of times when people have been in deep dark Satanism, people cannot get free because the Christians are afraid of them and they reject them. Yes. Bishop Canco, the witch doctor that uh, uh, the witch doctor book that I wrote, the man the man and the witch doctor, that man. When he got, uh, when the Lord saved him, he walked around his village for three years with Christians not speaking to him. And finally, the ministers came together. He was out witnessing, telling people that Jesus was real. And uh, finally, the ministers came together and said, it looks like uh, Vagulese is real. Let's cover him. And they covered him and started praying for him, and he went to Bible school and became a minister, and uh, then became a world na- uh, uh, a minister all around the world. And so uh, you have to know that compassion is involved in the deliverance ministry because the cost is very, very great for the minister. Sometimes as much for the minister as it is for the person going through deliverance. And you have to count the cost. That's what Jesus said. 
Amen to that. And, uh, you know, folks, discernment is uh, key. Uh, most Christians know little to nothing about the deliverance ministry. They say, you know, that's a dirty side of ministry. Uh, we don't want to give the devil too much glory. And they forget that that was the first sign that should follow them that uh, believe they would cast out demons. They'll speak in new tongues from the Holy Spirit, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And uh, my point I'm making is the word says, My people perish for a lack of knowledge. In the occult, witches, warlocks, very determined, very organized, they meet, and uh, they are sent out on assignment to infiltrate churches. They may uh, work their way up and start out as a Sunday school teacher, become a youth minister. Some of them are actually in the pulpits. And if you have the discernment of the Holy Spirit, you know, you'll be able to see this. You'll know them by their fruits. And uh, you have to be careful. You know, everybody that says, uh, you know, says, you know, Jesus Christ, my Savior, uh, is, is not a Christian. You have to look at them and um, you've got to be very careful whom you let lay hands on you because we talked earlier about the transference of the spirits. And uh, witches will infiltrate the services and they'll go up and, you know, Christians will innocently go up and, you know, for prayer. And, you know, you'll have people that you never even meet coming up and laying hands on you. And little do you know, you might have someone that is a witch that is on assignment there. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, Benjamin Baruch, uh, who was on one of our earlier programs, said he went into a meeting and uh, he saw these two ladies get up and they just they started spinning around in the service. And, you know, the power of God was falling in the service, but uh, people just thought, well, that must be the Holy Spirit. And these two ladies, and he, he was given a sermon. And what they were doing is they were witches and they were just twirling around, you know, casting spells. And uh, the pastor did not have the discernment that he needed. And as a result, uh, there was some damage done. And Ben Baruch got his friend and said, let's get up and get out of here. <laughs> uh, you know, you've got to be very careful is what I'm saying. Uh, I, I have a personal testimony. I have a friend. Um, he's still my friend, and I'm praying for him. But I hadn't talked to him in over a year, Dr. Pat. And when I got a hold of him, he said he's out in Hollywood, and he was doing a reality show for one of the networks. Mm-hmm. And I said, really? What is it about? And he said, I'm a shaman. Uh, no, excuse me. He says, I'm a warlock, and I'm working mm-hmm. with a shaman. I said, excuse me? He says, yes, I want you to refer to me by warlock. And uh, he, he had a new name that he was going by. And I said, I'm saying, dear Lord, what are you doing, my friend? And he says, well, you know, uh, I've got the revelation, and at night I go home and I cast spells using herbs, and, you know, we'll energize them using our own blood, and uh, we'll do magic potions. And he said, uh, and I've been practicing to speak in tongues. Yeah, they talk our, in tongues. A red flag went off. I, I said, brother, that's not the, the Holy Ghost because you don't practice to speak in tongues. you get the gift, you've got the gift. You can't learn it. It's a gift. And you've already told me that, uh, you know, you're a warlock. That's That wasn't the gift of the Holy Spirit you got. And, folks, if you don't have discernment, you could have someone and they start to speak in a language and you'll think it's the Holy Ghost if you don't know any better. Next thing you know, they have laid hands on you and they've imparted a, a demonic spirit. So you've got to test all spirits. You've got to have discernment. Don't let any man uh, suddenly lay hands on you. And, uh, suddenly. And, you know, we've got to have this knowledge to protect ourselves because uh, the enemy of Satan is organized. You know, we could do a whole show with Dr. Pat on the Jesuits. You know, still 30,000 men strong, 
and mm-hmm. uh, they are the uh, the mafia arm of the Catholic Church. And what they do is they go out and infiltrate organizations. And if you go do some research on them, very intelligent. You know, they're all degreed. Uh, they will go out there, and uh, their their motto is, you know, you can lie if it uh, if it will promote our agenda. And so they'll infiltrate organizations and infiltrate government agencies. And you've got uh, the black pope that sits behind the pope, and that's a whole another story <laughs> we could go into. Yeah. But these people are very organized, and what they do is they target churches and Christians, and they and they'll they'll target people. And witches will go in, and you might be a pastor, and the next thing you know, you've got a beautiful lady looking at you, and maybe you're a single pastor, a man pastor in this case, and. Uh, and you've got some attention at you, and little do you know, you've got a witch that's been sent to bring you down through lust. Sometimes they're not even real people, you know. Uh-oh. Uh, it, there's two different testimonies that I remember that brought to mind. Uh, both of them were men. Uh, one of them was a man uh, that um, that he was living up on one of the mountains uh, there in North Carolina, and he was working out around his ministry. And uh, he saw this uh, Mercedes uh, uh, winding its way up the mountain. And he was down in a ditch digging at the foundation of his house. And so he got up. He was all muddied and sweaty. And uh, the woman in the Mercedes drove up in front. She opened the door, and when she stepped out, she was totally nude. Oh, my goodness. And she said, it's all yours. And he said, "Uh, Pat, it was all I could do was to turn my back and say no and walk into the house. Uh, Another man that I know used to be a rock star, and a big limousine came up in front of his house, and he was living in one of the very poor parts of Jacksonville at the time. And uh, a woman got out of that limousine and came up to his door, knocked on the door, had a fur coat on. Good when he opened the door, she flung the coat open and said, it's all yours. Because <laughs> you Pat- see, both of these men, their problems were sex, and they both at one time had uh, uh, women and money. And well, so the uh, devil will do anything to get your soul. I'll throw one in the mix. There was a, a deliverance minister who was doing some work down in Costa Rica, having great revivals. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he would uh, do some, you know, have some great miracle deliverance services. And uh, he goes back to his hotel room and gets a knock at his door, and there's a lady standing there nude. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, he wasn't as strong as he needed to be. She came in, mm-hmm. and the door was shut. And uh, he's never been heard of again. Needless to say, his ministry was taken down, and folks, people are human. Just because you get yeah. saved doesn't mean that you don't get tempted. And uh, yeah. I heard one minister say that you know, whenever they do any counseling, uh, what they'll do is uh, they'll always, uh, if the person comes in the office, they leave the door open. And you know, you've got to do certain things to protect yourself because if you can overcome sexual lust as a pastor, or you know, and escape uh, the, the lure of money or you know, power then uh, you can probably make it and have a, a pretty good long ministry. Wouldn't you say, Dr. Pat? Oh, yeah. Doc, uh, Bishop Kenko tells a story in The Witch Doctor and the Man that part of their uh, 
part of their instructions uh, that they had to do when they when they were trained as uh, wizards and witches is that they were sent into churches to make people fall and uh they were given uh he described it as a spiritual television and i've heard other africans describe this the same way and they can sit in their houses and watch the person that they're assigned to and they uh watch to see what their to see what their uh weaknesses are and um they can't they can't come in and touch the people unless the people fall into sin so wow. what they do is they call them agents over there in Africa an agent will come into the church and whoever she's assigned to or he's assigned to they get very familiar and very sweet and they offer that person food which will be food that's dedicated to the idols yes. and blood sacrifices on them and it, it, when they get friendly enough they bring them to fall into sin now the christian is perfectly safe as long as they have uh their protections up and that's what we're talking about now we're yes. not talking about devils just coming and and attacking you they have to have open doors to attack you and those open doors can be the sin life that you're in and so he talks about that and the other african uh witch doctors that i've talked to they all tell that same story that's part of their job yes and he said we don't uh, satan tells us don't bother the non-christians that they already belong to him they, they sight in on the real christians and that's why you see a lot of times when people get saved, their warfare gets greater. And that's why Christians used to have prayer meetings, was to pray for the new little converts and the things that the church needs. You can't hardly get two people to come to a prayer meeting anymore. But um, if a Christian could just see what happens in the spiritual realms uh, when they pray, you would have churches packed out with people praying because all of them have needs and all of them can't find answers and all of them have unsaved people in their houses. All of them have financial problems. And uh, I think that's what we need to pray for tonight is deliverance yes, from the powers that have held back the financial uh, the finances that they need and uh, that, you see, God can uh, help people, whether it's through finances or through uh, a means to get out of something. Yes, ma'am. And uh, I think that American Christians don't see that uh, if your car breaks down and God sends an angel to fix your car there on the side of the street, that is a financial gain, isn't it? Yes. I, I remember one time we were on our way to a um, to a meeting, and all of a sudden I smelled smoke in the car, and I said, "Lola, I smell smoke in the car." And we pulled it over, and uh, uh, the a car came up instantly with two men in it. The car, my car, had not yet caught on fire. They jumped out with uh, fire extinguishers, 
she and I were in the back pulling all of my stuff out of the car that we travel with. And and as they jumped out the car, the car caught on fire. They ran over and extinguished the car. And uh, she said, uh, can we pay for your fire extinguishers? And they said, no, it's furnished by the Army. Well, see, we uh, talked about it, and I believe that was two angels. There was no way wow. that just could have happened that way. Yes, ma'am. And so God can do things for you that isn't in the form of a dollar bill or a gold chain. He can do things for you that would have cost you a lot of money if he hadn't have done it for you. So yes. you have to count the the things that that he does for you. Oh, that's like the truth. Yes. When we're over in Africa, I've seen the Lord um, multiply food over there for the people that would show up that they didn't have enough food for. I've seen him multiply food for us. The people that invited us didn't have enough food to give us. And uh, I've seen him furnish water for the radiator uh, by two different women pastors just going in the woods to pray while we sat on the side of the road and the uh, 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 radiator bubbling and uh, seen them come back with a can of water in their hands. And so uh, things are going to get rough in America. And Americans are just used to having things. And so now it's getting to the point that Maybe we're going to have to believe God for things that we can't afford, Amen. for gas that we can't afford to buy. I remember a woman was a schizophrenic, and she came through miracle. And when I touched her, this demon surfaced, and and her personality totally changed from the little Bible-toting Christian woman. And she says, "Who are you?" And I said, "I'm Pat Holiday. Who are you?" And she gave me a different name, and there was a different character <laughs> that even took a different form in front of me. Wow. And so I de- delivered her. She was, uh, that part of her personality used to take her out in the bars. She said, I want a drink. Give me a drink. Well, anyway, making a long story short, I cast it out. She called uh, her family in California. She had been mentally ill since she was a child. And they paid her airplane fare just to see her in her right mind. When she came back, we started teaching her about the power in the name of Jesus. And so one day she came to the prayer meeting, and she said, You know, yesterday, she said, I got up and I got in my car. I had to go across town, and I had a problem getting it started. So she said, I said, Jesus... Uh, my star, my car is not starting. She said it just started, and she drove all around town. And on the way, about a block from her house, she said, "Maybe, maybe I ought to just see what's wrong with my car. It was hard getting started this morning." She drove up into the um, uh, to the place, and the guy comes over, puts up the hood. And he looks at her and he said, I wouldn't believe this if I didn't see it with my own eyes. She said, what is it? She, she, he said, I saw you drive in here. He said, woman, you don't have a battery in your car. Wow. And so we have to believe God yes. can furnish all of our needs according to his riches and his glory. 
And all the devils in the world can hinder you, but they can't hinder you unless they have open doors to do it. Amen. The open door is doubt and unbelief. It's oh, yes. slobberingly. It's not not praying, not going to church. You know, people today, they just say, oh, I think I'll go to church today. And then the next day they wake up and say, I just don't feel like it. And so you go as a pastor over to your church, and sometimes you see them there, and most times you don't see them there. Well, that is a lukewarm Christian, because I know when I got saved and I found out that Jesus was real, I couldn't wait to get to church just to hear the Word of God. And so people are starving to death. They're slumbering spirits. The Bible talks about slumbering spirits. So you've got to shake yourself, and you've got to say, God, waken me. Oh, God, Make have mercy. me sure. Let me have a sure step with you. I'll I know that one's attacked me, Dr. Pat. Uh, yeah. In fact, I want to tell you uh, something, folks. Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is a live broadcast. You're listening to a Mega Man Radio Network with Dr. Pat Holliday, MiracleInternetChurch.com, PatHolliday.com. And I want to plug your book again, Dr. Pat. Um, you need yes. to get... Her book over at Amazon.com. It's called The City Under the Sea, The Witch Doctor it's and the Man. Witch Doctor and the Man, City Under the Sea. Okay, and you can also... And they just, can get it on yours and my website. Oh, you know, that's right, folks. I have a link uh, on the main Omega Man radio page. Click on it. will take you right to that Amazon link. Um, I'm getting uh, messages even now in real time, Dr. Pat, that uh, people... <laughs> Uh, have been uh, set free from mass deliverances uh, mm. that they've went through over the air. One brother uh, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm. After a mass deliverance, we have others that have uh, been going down the road and listening to programs and just start manifesting, coughing out, vomiting, and on the side mm. oh, <laughs> of the road, they goodness. said, well, God have mercy, but they, they say, I, I feel so free. And, uh, well, you we, know, the last time I was on your God. show... <laughs> Uh, we talked to a woman that had had an abortion, and uh, we did a mass deliverance for women that had had uh, abortions and asked God to heal them. And she wrote me an email, and she said she started coughing, and she got free. Wow. And so uh, there's no distance in prayer. And uh, uh, that's why I said maybe we'll minister to those that have financial problems tonight Absolutely. Um, And, you know, folks, it's not too late to call your friends and family. Uh, Dr. Pass can take the mic here in a moment and be doing a mass deliverance over the air. Uh, Dr. Pat, I want to ask you uh, a question we'll have you on the program tonight. Uh, We've got some people uh, claiming of being attacked by demonic spirit in their eyes, like an eye infection. I want to tell you something. Uh, For the last several days, I've had an uncontrollable twitching in my left eye. I don't mm-hmm. know if I picked up something going to that uh, Expendables movie. You'll hear well, me talking about probably did. A lot and about the danger also, movies, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, it can be uh, healing that they need, too, because of the of the chemtrails that are going on. They're poisoning us from the airplanes. I've talked and, to uh, you know, a number of people that are having the same manifestation in their eye left or right mm-hmm. side, or they've got this involuntary twitching movement, maybe one of the arms or legs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, I'm not ashamed to say, Dr. Pat, that uh, I probably need some more deliverance. Folks, every demon out is one less in. 
And that's yeah. the great thing about uh, being a believer. You know, deliverance is a children's bread. You can have victory in Jesus' name. And nothing to be ashamed about. Just get set free so you can move more bolder in Christ, Jesus, and you can help your brethren and your sisters Amen. out there. And uh, so, Amen. yeah, I just wanted to mention that. And uh, you also mentioned something about a spirit of unbelief. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an actual spirit, isn't it? It's a spirit of doubt. Remember doubting Thomas? Yes. He said, I won't believe unless I can put my finger in your wound. And then when Jesus says, come on, buddy, put it there, he says, my Lord and my God. And so there are some people that can't have belief unless they see uh, with their physical eyes. But the Bible says that uh, if you, uh, the Word of God brings belief. And so uh, spend some time in the Word to to uh so that God can it says faith cometh by hearing the hearing? word of God. So okay. uh spend some time in the word so that you can uh gear your belief up. Amen. And as you're listening to Omega Man, uh there are many of these shows that are going to be very important to you uh for the future because um when you get in a tight spot that's when God will bring some of the stuff back into your memory too. Okay. You and put it in the memory I, uh, banks, and the Holy Spirit will bring it back when you need it, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh-huh. But uh, the uh, the power of God is very real. The problem is is most Christians never see it in a, the American pulpits. Uh, I was... Um, I was on the air or wrote you an email or something, and I mentioned uh, that... No, you mentioned that five people had been raised from the dead in my ministry over the yes. years. Yes, ma'am. And uh, so I get this letter from this pompous pastor, and he said, I hope that you can verify this. This is just an embarrassment to all of us. So I wrote him back, and I said, yes, I can verify. I said, but uh, has it ever occurred to you that you might be an embarrassment to us? Have you ever cast a demon out? Have you ever healed the sick? As Mark 16, 16 says, Matthew says that we can raise the dead. Have you ever done any of those things? Maybe you're the embarrassment to God. Wow. And I never heard anything back to him from him. But you see, the devil will say and do anything to make you feel like, oh, maybe I ought not to ever say that again. Let me tell you something. It happened in my ministry. God did it, not me. And I'm proud that Jesus has raised those people from the dead over the years. And I will say it. I have seen people raised off of the intensive care over the years many times, more times than I can remember. And so I've seen the cripple walk. I've seen, you know what is so wild is that you had a little motorcycle driver that uh, 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 had a tattooed body suit on him, all over him, of of uh, Japanese gods and goddesses, oh, having a false revival over in Lakewood or Lakeland, Florida. All of the major ministries in my town and around Florida took busloads of people over there 
to, for that man to lay his kundalini demonized hands on him yes. and get demon possessed, not one miracle happened because when he got on international uh, secular television, he could not prove one miracle had happened. Wow. And so he had 10,000 people out there uh, uh, screaming and chanting and worshiping his flesh. And we have to pray every single person into our church, every yes. single one. Now, that is a bad testimony for the kingdom of God, but it really is the truth. We don't have any international television uh, stations giving us any free time. No, uh, that man ministered to 100,000 people every night. We ministered to handfuls of people. But we're willing to do it because of love, because of compassion. Jesus is shown in a picture with one little lamb around his neck. And he left the whole bunch of people to go and and, and uh, save that one little lamb. That's the way true ministers are. They don't care about the money. Yes. They don't get on there and beg you to give it to them. They yes. don't get on there and make up causes. They get on there and they minister to your needs. And we pray for you. And yes. we trust God to meet our needs. And if this two people listening, or if it's a 100,000 listening, we preach exactly the same way. Praise God. That is, that is the truth. Uh, Dr. Pat, we've got uh, plenty of time left. Uh, we've got about half an hour, and we can always go into a buffer zone if we need to. I want to let you know. Uh, folks, mm-hmm. you're listening to a live program. Dr. Pat is going to be doing a mass deliverance over the radio tonight. I would encourage you to call everyone you know, have them tune in. Uh, if they don't know the uh, the link to go to, you can always default back to OmegaManRadio.com, and you can hit on the button, and it'll uh, play live in your browser. Uh, Dr. Pat, there's a lot of people who are listening, and uh, they're saying, you know, uh, I realize I don't know much at all about uh, the deliverance ministry and spiritual warfare, and I believe what you're saying, that I can come under attack. And uh, and they, they say, you know, where can I get started to learn? Um, where does a person get started? Well, when they when they come in and at, right after we uh, deliver them, we start teaching them defense. And a person's defense is in the name of Jesus, the most powerful name in the universe. The Bible says that every tongue shall confess, every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus in Philippians. And so whenever you say Jesus... The devil has to bow his knee. Yes. He has to come to the attention of Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus said to the devil, I could have called ten legions of angels. If Jesus could have called angels from his Father, then we can call angels from his Father and our Father if we need them. Right. And uh, so uh, the Bible says that angels are ministering spirits, and they're sent to minister to us. Now, we do not have the authority to boss angels around. There's no scripture that shows that we should get familiar with angels, right. giving them names and calling them uh, the, uh, this and that and M-O and all of these crazy. Yeah, and the angel of finances and all of this stuff. 
There's nothing in the Bible that tells us to do that. The purity angel in the New Age is 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 a New Age angel, and yet we have a famous blue flamed witch that ministers to Christians, and she has an angel of purity that goes around with her, and a blue flame on her on her her television program. Well, see somebody like me that's. Uh, been around that understand just a little bit, uh, tell uh, a group of wi- uh, of uh, ministers, this woman is ministering witchcraft to you, not the Lord, then who do they get mad at? They get mad at me, not her. Does that make any sense? It makes sense when you read the Old Testament. When Jeremiah tried to tell them the truth, what they do? They threw him down in a hole, didn't That's they? That's right. And what did Jesus say? You are the ones that kill the prophets. And so you, it's, it, the devil will row you up against a deliverance minister or someone telling you the truth, and you can go right into those false ministers and those witches' parlors and never have one ounce of fear. Let me tell you, your Guard, your guard is to follow Jesus, and he will show you the truth if you're open to it. Amen. Now, the other thing that you have is prayer. Uh, the other thing is uh, calling uh, Jesus to cover you with his holy blood. Yes. His blood covering uh, protects you from devils to be able to come through the blood. They can't. Uh, also... Ask the Holy Ghost to put a wall of fire around you and your family, according to Zechariah 2.5. Those are some defenses that you have. And there's many in the Bible. And that's why we challenge you to start reading the King James Version of the Bible daily. Yes. Don't understand it. Read it anyway. The Holy Ghost will help you to understand it. Amen to that. And uh, and God will... uh give you the understanding, and you'll have that word when you need it. Uh, you'll have a verse right. in your mind, you say, oh, where'd that come from? The Holy Spirit quickening it. You know, you've written it on the tables of your heart. Uh, right. I also challenge you to uh, get over and subscribe to uh, Dr. Pat's mailing list. Um, you have a mailing list, am I correct? Uh, yes, uh-huh. Uh, uh, holiday.pat okay. at, dot mail dot, uh, at uh, gmail.com. And uh, when they want to know things, uh, they can also go over to patholiday.com. And my other website is miracleinternetchurch.com. And I have an e-book list up there. I have written about 80 books. And uh, I've written a lot of books on deliverance, spiritual warfare. I've written, I've, I've got sermons up on my uh, both of those web pages that are free and television shows. There's a lot of things that they can learn just going to those two websites. And uh, we just ask that they pray for us. Yes. Uh, we we do ask that if they can give, that they will give into that ministry so that we can expand and go further and reach more people Amen. for Jesus. I mean, it's like you want to expand your radio program, and you need finances to do that. I would like to expand my television program. I need finances to do that. 
Yeah. And, and so uh, we're not begging you for money. You, If God tells you to give us some, please do. And I can tell you tonight we're going to pray for your finances. Amen. I ministered to a woman not long ago that was in another country. And her and her husband called and they said, Pastor Pat, uh, we've been trying to sell our house. We can't sell our house. A lot of this and that and the other. And I prayed with them on the phone. By the next day at 6 o'clock, they had sold their house. Well, she called me back about a month later and her, and her money was all tied up. And she said, well, when you prayed the last time, we sold our house at 6 o'clock the next night. It was gone. Wow. She said, I gave my pastor, who was in another state than where she lives, money. So I can't figure out why my money's tied up. Oh. Well, I, she didn't send Miracle any money. She didn't give our ministry any money. And our ministry is the one that prayed for her. And and it's just stuff like that that sometimes you say, God, why are some Christians so stupid? You give where you're getting fed, and yes. you give where you're getting answers. You don't get on there and send it to some pastor or minister up there on TBN and says, Hey, send me a buck, and uh, God's going to pay your mortgage off. Well, I'd like to hear some testimonies about that, wouldn't you? Amen. In fact, <laughs> it, it, it's disturbing because of the fact that you see the entire country under darkness, and you have a few answers. You don't have them all, but you do have a few answers, and your hands are tied. You're you can't get it out because of lack of support, and uh, we have. Uh, probably by now about 2,000 people a day come up on our uh, website, read my articles, listen to my sermons. And, and I would hate to tell you how many people actually give in to those ministries. It's well, I frightening. Can, uh, I can imagine. Folks, listen. <laughs> you uh, can... <laughs> Dr. Pat has thousands of articles that she's written, um, all types of uh, subjects, free you can get over there and look at the website. She puts her articles all the time up on Scrib. And if you're fed, uh, support the work of Dr. Pat. You know, the word says, I believe it's over in Micah, Dr. Pat, it talks about bringing your tithes in the storehouse of God. Folks, if you do a word study on storehouse, that was an armory. And an armory yeah. has spiritual warfare weapons. That's the deliverance ministry. It's not uh, the prosperity ministries up on TV. And listen, those guys are professional. And what am I talking about here? I used to be a professional media buyer, and I would I would buy not only for infomercial companies, but also for some ministries. I mentioned one that I used to uh, to work with as a as a broker, and I can tell you that uh, I know what an infomercial is. And when I see some of these, Doctor Pat, it's like a professional infomercial script, um, and it's it's sickening, folks, because yeah. I know what they're. Their main goal is that is to get your money and uh, just to keep building their empire, and they give you nothing back. Uh, no. Yeah, I would like to see some actual uh, testimonies of true healing that has come from them. I'd be surprised to oh, see maybe yeah. five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but where am I, I'm yeah. rambling here. What I'm saying to you folks is uh, you want a blessing? Get behind the deliverance ministries. There's not many of them out there that are still alive. It is a miracle that uh, 
your own lights are even on over there, Dr. Pat, because I know nobody supports uh, Well, you know, the, the truth of it is God supports it. But um, the truth, the truth of it is, is uh, we we hardly ever even talk about finances. No, man, exactly we, you've right. You've been to my church several times. You don't and, even put out an offering plate. No, and so, but the truth is, since we're going to be praying for money tonight, I just want you to be very, very aware that where you're putting your money spiritually. Yes. Uh, is what you're getting in return. Amen. Uh, you can take your seed and put it out there on a sandy ground, and you're not going to get a harvest. And so uh, since we're going to pray for your finances, one of the things is this. I do not want you to send me any money unless God tells you to do it, unless you really feel led to do that. Uh, the other thing is that... If you, if he leads you to give into my ministry or somebody else's ministry, a belief for a harvest of return. Yes. And, uh, the other thing that I have to say is your monies could be tied up because you're not giving anything at all. Amen. You see, over the internet, uh, internet uh, people have taught people not to give uh, because of what goes on at TBN and all those places. And they also have been uh, telling ministers, don't sell your books. Well, you know, James Robertson supported his ministry for many years just by, this, by his writing. That's the only job that I have now is writing. Yes. That's what supports our local church, and that's what supports... Whenever we have to buy equipment for our ministry and things like that. And so if you think a minister can just go out there and, and do a ministry for you for free, you're going to get a crummy minister because that minister doesn't understand what the word says. Well, I don't, uh... I don't, I don't depend on you. I depend on Jesus. But I'm telling you, you want to open up the floodgates to your finances. It's really true. So can I pray for him now? Absolutely. We have uh, we have uh, as much time as you need, and uh, I, I want to just say something. You aren't going to you weren't going to say this, but I want to say it, folks. Uh, Doctor Pat is one of the most articulate uh, deliverance ministers that I've ever heard speak, and uh, she's got such a vast knowledge that God has blessed her with. And you didn't learn this from man. Uh, no. The Holy Spirit uh, revealed it to you, Doctor Pat, and so. I want to say that uh, she's got the capability of really doing some great uh, video broadcast, and uh, I'd like to see some money raised for her that they can get a, a professional camera. They're using one of these little tiny handheld handy cams, which is very poor quality. And if if you have the right tools, you can do the right job, folks. So maybe somebody right. out there would like to support the Miracle Internet Church and help them raise money to get a, a nice video camera um, that they can. Do some great broadcast, quality broadcast, and uh, you can be fed off of it. I mean, again, if you're being uh, fed, then support those ministries. Amen. It's just not mine. Every deliverance ministry that I know it, it walks around like that. Uh, but let's true. pray. Uh, I gave you in the beginning of the of this program 
uh, a few keys that God had shown me how the devil steals your money and steals things for you, but he cannot use them. He has to just hoard them up. So he's built a wall around them. That means there's a wall between you and the money that he has stolen. The money belongs to you, and your money should belong to God. Okay? Yes. So we're going to start out, and we're going to break down some of those walls over your finances. And I just feel free to pray for your deliverance from lack. Because the Bible tells us that God is not a a God of lack. As a matter of fact, in Proverbs 13.25, it says, The righteous eateth to satisfying the wicked shall lack. So if you are a child of God and you're lacking, uh, then the devil has been able to reverse the word and uh, we're going to we're going to break the powers that he has uh, and uh, forbid him to be able to steal from you anymore. Yes. And uh, he has to bring back what he has stolen sevenfold. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so uh, I believe that God is a God that looks over his word to perform it. Uh, yes. Deuteronomy 28 says that... He he will curse those that hate him. And uh, when you read Deuteronomy 28, that's everything that belongs to that person. It's their children. It's their land. It's their income. It's their sheep. Everything that they have is cursed by God to those that hate him. And yet, as Christians, as we look out on the world, we're seeing... Uh, people in the world having all the money they want, and we have nothing. And uh, that same chapter says that he will bless us that love him as we come in and as we come out. So we're going to reverse the curse tonight, uh, and we're going to open up the gateways of heaven, and we're going to ask Jesus to bring his battle axe and break the walls down of all of the finances that the devil has stolen from you Amen. and all of the things that he has stolen from you. doesn't belong to him. We caught him. And tonight you can even get deliverance, as I pray, uh, expecting to be poor because you're a Christian. Now, I'm not speaking the the prosperity message here. I'm talking about Christians that are in need, that just expect it, that uh, that the devil has stolen from you. Okay. Yes. So now just get get ready and just raise your hands if you feel like you need to call for breathe hard. Just do it and you'll get deliverance. Amen. Father, I lift up every person that's listening to this uh, program tonight, and the ones that will listen uh, on. Uh, uh, MP3s and any other way. We thank you for your people, God. Your people are beginning to suffer all around the world. And in America, uh, Christians have only been taught to give to ministers to get back. But that's not what the Word says. Father, you give to your people because they love you and they belong to you. 
And tonight, we're asking you to put your divine protection around each person and their families, their businesses, their incomes, everything that they own. And in the name of Jesus, we break the powers of every stealing devil that has come to rob, kill, and destroy. John 10.10 You said, Jesus, that you came to give us light and give it to us more abundantly. Tonight, we release abundant life over every single person that's listening. I breathe out all of the family spirits and curses of failure, every curse of lack, every curse that comes against my family, every curse that comes down because my father was a mason or I belong to a secret society or whatever, my aunt was a witch, my mother practice witchcraft my father was a wizard we break every curse that's shown in your bible coming down upon us that stops our success stops our finances in the name of jesus and i command you loose the people right now in jesus name you will loose them you will loose them Every spirit that has stolen, every mind, every spirit that has stolen, every dime, every spirit that stands between every Christian that seeks God tonight, I command those devils to be bound and I cage them in Jesus' name. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask our Holy Savior to get his battle axe and come and break down those walls where our things have been stolen and hoarded by the demons. You no longer can have them. And we bind you and we command you to go into cages all over the place. And Father, we ask that you send your warring angels to cage those spirits, to bring them to your feet, And, Lord, we stand on your word tonight believing that you can change everything in our life. That as we became Christians, that our characters changed, our thoughts changed, our ways changed. And we change them according to what your word says. We give you the glory, God, that you led the people out into the desert for 40 years and you said that their shoes never wore out nor did their clothes waxen old. We give you the glory, God, that you can furnish every need that we have, the needs that our children have in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that you can clothe us and that you can feed us and that according to the word of God, you can purify the water that we have to eat and the crummy food that the Chinese are sending over here for us to eat. Yes. You said that we shall eat anything and uh, if it has poison in it, it will not harm us. So we claim help even during these treacherous years that we're living in, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that there's a famine in the word 
in the land for the word. And we ask you, God, to give every single person a hunger to read the word of God, to build themselves up on their most holy faith, to go forth with the anointing and the power, to care about your church, to want to pray for the ministers in your church, to attend their prayer meetings, to lift them up on a daily basis. And, Father God, that they will become hungry for your presence. Because when we pray, the Bible says that we sit in heavenly places with our Lord Jesus Christ in Ephesians chapter 2. We give you praise, God, tonight in the name of Jesus for every single thing that you're doing right now. You're opening up the heavens. You're destroying the brass that the devil has put between us in our prayers. We are sitting in heavenly places with you right this second in Jesus' name. And Father Jesus is sitting on the throne, giving his power to us who believe. We're all reaching up now. We thank you for the deliverance. We ask you to fill us with the fire of the Holy Ghost. We ask, God, that you immerse us in the baptism of fire, that we shall be free. You said in your word that whoever the Son of God sets free shall be free indeed. We all walk in the freedom of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, for our brother and his radio program. And we ask you to expand it. He's praying about going on television, satellite. He has a vision. He's a young man. There are millions in the valley of decision. And, Father, people need to hear the word of God. They need to know that there's hope. They need to know that if they're out in the fields plucking beans while they're listening to this show, that all they have to do is say, Jesus, I love you, deliver me, and they'll be delivered. Jesus, I love you, heal me, and he's there to touch them. We can only speak his word, but a servant that loves the Lord Jesus Christ connected to him is fire to the devil. And Father, in the name of Jesus, every devil that's standing against Shannon Lee's ministry, Pat Holliday's ministry, and those men and those women that love you and believe you, that you will find open doors for them, financial doors as well as open doors that they can minister to the sick and the lost and the possessed. We give you praise for it. We thank you, Father, that we truly do have dominion over every spirit, that there is no spirit bigger than you, and there is a spirit called mammon, and that mammon thinks he rules the world with his gold. But God, he can do nothing that you do not allow him to do. And we see in James 5 that, Lord that at one point you're going to judge the very elitists of this world and their gold and their silver because they stole it illegally from the poor and they're going to have to throw it out into the streets and it will be worthless. But Father, gold is still worth something today and so is silver. And I'm asking you 
to just take that battle axe and and uh, break some of the pavement off of the heavens and just throw it our way. Give it to us, God. Give us everything that we need to expand our tents. We want to save the lost. We want to deliver the people that are looking for deliverance. We want to do the work of God so that when we stand before your holy throne and you look into our eyes, that we turn and see an army behind us, that army that has come into the kingdom because of the harvest that you're giving to each of us. We give you the glory that America now is a mission field. We ask that you raise up ministers all over this country. We stand with those ministries in prayer. We release everything that they need. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that no weapon formed against us can prosper. And we shall rise up and condemn it. And any witch or wizard or anyone that is working powers against our ministries, our finances, our books, our radio shows, our television shows, the people that we're ministering to, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just ask right now that every spirit go back to where it came from. We command you that you have no authority to invade our territory. We have claimed the land for the glory of God. And you are trespassers. And we forbid you to trespass on our lands from this day forward. And Father God, we pray for the souls. We know, God, that your your power is greater than the darkness. And there are many people entrapped in the powers of witchcraft that want to get out. And, Father God, we ask that you lead them to those people that have a ways of getting them out in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and glory that you will release the captives. That's why you came to set the captives free. And, Lord, we give you praise today uh, for everything that you do from this television, from this radio show and from the words that are spoken We bind the demons from stealing these words out of the hearts of the people. And we ask that it become life to them. And that they become hungry to receive the deeper things of you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Folks, uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. It's Dr. Pat Holliday of MiracleInternetChurch.com that was praying. And I don't know about you folks, but uh, when Dr. Holiday was praying, I yawned so hard my jaw thought it was going to break, and my eyes are watering, and my nose was running. And uh, Dr. Pat, if you'll allow me, I wanted to uh, also agree w- with you in prayer and uh, say a prayer out there for the folks. You know, uh, Jesus said in Matthew, in Matthew 18, verse 19, it says, uh, Jesus said, I, Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So, folks, uh, Dr. Pat and I, in, in agreement with you out there, the believers, uh, yes. agree with me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke Satan and all of his demons and command them to loose me, Dr. Pat, and those of you believers out there that are listening, 
our family, mm-hmm. our finances, and our friends from any and all curses, vexes, hexes, and spells that the enemy is throwing against us. And I command you, Satan, and all of your evil spirits to loose us right now in our families and all the things that you have stolen from us, to include happy marriages, finances, jobs, our families, ministries. And we break any and all demonic powers from off of our finances right now in Jesus' name. And I command you, Satan, to stop robbing us of our blessings and blocking God's perfect will for our lives. And we refuse to allow you, Satan, to steal anything else from us. And Father God, in Jesus' name, if there be any open door in our lives for the adversary to come in and attack us, we ask that you please show us and help us to close it in Jesus' name. And right now, Satan, I command you, in Jesus' name, in agreement with Dr. Pat and the believers out there, to loose all natural resources, land, animals, money, or finances that may be owed to us, and all the things that you have stolen from us that are ours to the blessings of Jesus. And I ask God, in Jesus' name, that you would restore unto us anything that Satan or the demons have stolen from us sevenfold, and Dr. Pitt, in Jesus' name, Dr. Pat, while I'm at it, I thought I would throw a couple more in there. Okay. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm loose upon Satan, his hierarchy, and all the strongholds, orders, plans, and the demons out there, the curses of the Midianites, Judges 7.22. The Ammonites, Moabites, and Edomites, over in Second Chronicles 20. Let panic, frustration, havoc, confusion, pandemonium, disasters, chaos, and destruction, and the hornets of the Lord descend upon them. May the wrath, hatred, anger, terror, fear, the burning judgment finger of God over in Luke 11.20. Preventing Satan's orders from being carried out, and we bind and cast out any demons in us and replace them with the spirits of God in His Word. And uh, I'm going to do one more. In the name of Jesus Christ, we command Satan's demons out there that are listening, or in any of the people listening, to fight against and destroy each other in accordance with Ephesians 3.10. And specifically, we command all marriage-breaking spirits and family-hindering demons to attack the spirits of Ahab and Jezebel in Jesus' name. And I want to thank you, Father God, for Dr. Pat and for those that are listening tonight. In Jesus' name we pray and ask all these things. Amen. And, Father, in Luke 10.19, you give unto us power over all the power of the enemy. And, uh, Father, we claim your power and you said in James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee. And we scatter them. Let God arise and the enemy be scattered over every single person that's listening. We give you praise and joy of the Holy Ghost is released over every one of you in Jesus' name. Amen. I had to grab a, a tissue and blow my nose. Praise God. Got some deliverance tonight. <laughs> good, good. Uh, Amen. Pat, God is good all the time. He is. And, you know, if you're just listening, folks, uh, maybe you didn't catch the whole broadcast, go back and listen to it from the beginning. It'll be in the MP3 archives. And uh, there's an anointing when you get a true okay. minister of God on the, the phone like we've had with Dr. Pat on tonight, and uh, it will work. Uh, even being played on your iPod. Uh, Dr. Pat, how can people get in touch with you and, uh, again, um, Learn about what you're doing, uh, listen to your broadcast, and uh, watch the videos. Uh, give your websites out again, please. Uh, patholiday.com and uh, miracleinternetchurch.com 
And you can email me at holiday with two L's dot pat at gmail dot com. And uh, do be praying for us. Yes. All of you. Now, you're doing a program also um, with your assistant pastor, Dennis Williams. Uh, give out his uh, radio uh, he, His address. is Casting Out Demons, I believe. Casting Out Demons. And uh, if you're in Jacksonville, come on over and help us and be with us and pray with us and see what God will do for Jacksonville, Florida, too. Praise God, yes. Uh, you want to get 1537 down there and... Mill Creek Road. Uh, what are the schedules of your services down there at the church? Uh, we meet every Tuesday at 7, and then Friday at 7.30, and Sunday morning at 11.30. And uh, we believe God to heal the sick, to cast out devils, and we preach the Word of God. And they can listen to my MP3s free up there on both websites. Yes. And also uh, TV programs that we've done and DVDs. The DVDs, I don't look as good as I do on my television because of the camera, but they will be praying about that. Dr. Ma- Dr. Pat, uh, I know women don't like to mention their age, uh, so I will. I know you're 75. Uh, she look, doesn't yeah. look a day over 40, folks. Now everybody so, knows. Praise God. Uh, <laughs> okay. The Lord is, uh, he has kept your body in good shape. And so praise God that uh, you're here with us to teach us. And, uh, folks, the information is free over there. And when you're fed, please support Dr. Holiday. And if you need prayer, uh, you can contact Dr. Holiday. Also, uh, give out your Facebook page, Dr. Holiday. I don't know. Uh, Pat, I mean, I got one, but I don't know. The... Just type in Pat Holiday, folks, and you'll find her. Um, add her to your friend list. Yeah, it's uh, up on the website. Yes. Uh, it'll be easy yeah. to find. And uh, add her to your friend list and start spreading the word about the Miracle Internet Church. God bless you for coming on tonight, Dr. Pat. We'll have you back on again very soon. Thank you, brother. May the Lord bless you. Thank you. See you God again later. God bless you. Okay. You've been listening to uh, Omega Man Radio. We've had Dr. Pat Holiday on tonight from Miracle Internet Church. Uh, folks, get behind her. She's a... Uh, great minister of God and uh, got so much great material out there you need to get a hold of and it's free and then when you're fed uh, you know support the deliverance ministry so they can keep it going and you know it does cost money to uh, bring these books in print and uh, you know get it for your uh, deliverance library when you've read it uh, give it to a friend and uh, spread the word about uh, deliverance uh, we're going to be on tomorrow night I'm going to be on uh, Peter Coolen, ISAV Radio and I'm going to be putting the link up. Uh, go check it out on Blog Talk. Uh, I'll be a special guest over there. I want to shout out to Peter from Sweden. Uh, Rando Mando, my friend. Uh, Revival Fire. Grok. All the friends. Zero Path Widow. Appreciate you tuning in every night. Marcus, uh, that tunes in all the way from London. And uh, Siski77. Now, folks, I don't have the uh, the best memory in the world when it comes to uh, names, although if I met you in person, I would probably remember you for about 20 years. I, I do uh, have great memory when it comes to faces. So forgive me if I have left out anybody. And I uh, want to say uh, thank you for tuning in each night, and may the Lord richly bless you. Um, we're trying to do a program every night, usually 8 to 10 p.m., and as God opens the door, we'll do some more in the late night uh, segment. And uh, listen, if... You've been delivered tonight. 
if the Lord has set you free, if you receive a financial miracle, as a result of this prayer that Dr. Pat uh, prayed tonight for all of us, write in and let me know. Uh, my email is over at uh, omegamanradio.com. Just write Shannon at omegamanradio.com. Um, or go put a, uh, a note up on my Facebook page. You can find me up there, Omega Man Radio. I'd love to hear from you. And we're going to build a testimonials page. And, you know, when you when you get a great uh, testimony coming, it really strengthens faith. It, it keeps us going, folks. We know that we're on the right track. You know, uh, when you see the fruit of the ministry, it just really encourages people, encourages others. And, uh, you know, one good word like that can change the whole day. So God bless you for tuning in tonight.